one of the reasons it's more voluminous this year is it's the first time we've actually brought every person who works on security at Cisco together to pull this together. Wow, and how many people is that? We're talking almost 500. Oh, my goodness. The, the analysis, the researchers, the engineers, and everyone who touches security, basically bringing what they know, what they love, to the report, and then, of course, a lot of editing to get it to its voluminous size that it is already. And and the, the, the topic of security is so, I mean, been getting growing amounts of attention, always been important, but seems to have uh, sort of touched people in, in uh, a, a particularly unique way over the last uh, year or so, as we've seen the Trusted Internet Connect, a whole bunch of initiatives coming together around security. Um, but also, this all of a sudden, this Web 2.0 thing is developed for, for a lot of agencies, and it's creating a whole new sort of security issues that uh, people didn't really think about before. It is, absolutely, and, and that's one of the things that I find myself speaking about more and more. Is Web 2.0 good or bad for the federal government? And, of course, the answer is yes. But more <laughs> fundamentally, you've got to bring federal government and IT into the 21st century. The question is not, do we do it or when we do it? The question is, let's do it safely. And so that's one of the things that we focus on in the security report is, what are the bad guys doing with Web 2.0? What are the risks with Web 2.0? And how do we think about evolving to these technologies, getting out of the industrial age into the information age, but in a way that's safe and really minimizes risks. And one of the things that really sort of surprises me about uh, is that uh, a lot of folks, as they're developing these Web 2.0 systems, uh, don't really deal well deal with their security officers or, or security folks. Um, and I think that's largely because the security folks traditionally have been the no people. They, they're the people who say, no, you can't do that because it's not secure. Um, it's, so there are challenges on both sides of this. Absolutely. And I think the model that you're talking about, we've seen all the time, a new project, people try to get it below the radar and get enough critical mass and adoption and momentum so that by the time the security guys find out about it, they can't kill it, which is, of course, another great example of doing things the old way. We go through some analysis and studies that really show a recommendation for IT professionals, security professionals, to take a completely different model, which is much more of a partnering model, to try to be the just say yes people. How do you get to say yes? How do you judge the risks as opposed to just say no? And I think any organization that does that, especially embracing Web 2.0 technologies, is going to be more productive, more efficient, is going to attract better and more talented people who can work freely. But again, if you partner in the beginning, you'll be much more likely to build the security in than have to run around and plug the holes either after it's implemented or, God forbid, after you wind up on the front page of some news periodical. Yeah, absolutely, or, or a bad radio station like ear or something <laughs> like that. Um, there, outside of Web 2.0, and I was reading the report uh, last night as I was uh, sitting in bed, because uh, that's what I do, um, The um, uh, this stuff, there's a lot, uh, I don't want to say scary stuff, but, uh, but in essence, it, there's some scary things going on out there, aren't there? There are, and, and we really like to focus on those from the standpoint of what I call know thy enemy. Absolutely. professionals yeah. today... They have so much to do. They have so much going on. There's no way to drive risk to zero. And one of the best techniques I know is to take a look at the enemy, the criminal, the foreign agency that may be doing something that we would rather they didn't do, and take a look and understand what are they doing, why are they doing it, not just today, but to extrapolate a line. What does that mean they might be doing tomorrow and the day after tomorrow and next year? And that's, 
I think, something that is often missing from the day-to-day security issues around, you know, compliance and users and tickets and the next project and budgets and something that, again, we really try to emphasize for that reason. And it sounds uh, a little bit like a broken record. It's almost become a truism, but uh, uh, technology is uh, is part of the problem, but a big part of the problem, almost the biggest part of the problem, is the human factor, isn't it? It is. It is. We find that in studies that we've done, a large amount, in some cases two-thirds of employees, are actually doing unsafe things and admitting that in a survey. They're writing down their passwords on Post-its. They're taking work home that they shouldn't be taking home. They're using a personal laptop for all sorts of government business, emailing things back and forth on public webmail. And nine times out of ten, they're doing it to get the job done. They've got to leave the office and pick up their kids. They didn't finish their work. They want to finish it, and they're working on the weekends to do it. And they're not doing it to be difficult, capricious, malicious. They're just trying to get the job done with the tools they have. And so we look at how do you partner with them? How do you understand why those tools aren't working to drive out those kinds of behaviors, which can have some very serious data risks for an organization? And that seems like part of this, uh, you know, security people, it seems, need to increasingly be not just the people who say you can't do that because it's not safe, but instead say, okay, we need to address this in a way to ensure that uh, we're doing this in a safe framework. Absolutely. And the other thing that I really recommend is rethinking the way you train your users. Don't train them in terms of how to do X and Y. I mean, of course you have to do that, but that's often what we see as not important in a Web 2.0 world. What's much more important is to tell them, why do we care? Give them examples that show what has happened in other organizations, show what the real risks are, show why it's important to the business, why it's important to our government in order to do these things. And oftentimes you can get people to go beyond the reading the document and checking the list to really understand, I understand the risk of that behavior. I've seen an example that makes me think twice when I do it. And of course, if IT is partnering, perhaps we're even working on some tools or some processes to allow them to get the job done more safely. And one of the other aspects that you found, and and it seems like we we hear this uh, uh, other places as well, but the, the the attacks are just becoming really more sophisticated, almost more nuanced. They're not just going uh, a brute force attack. They're they're trying to find other ways of getting in. Absolutely, and and one of the things that we highlight in this is the money. It's really all about the money today for the criminals. And they found that they can build a business that succeeds and makes them rich if these attacks are successful. And so there's developed an entire criminal underground and a criminal ecosystem where they are, for example, weaponizing vulnerabilities. They will find that there's a vulnerability in this product or that product, and they will convert that into a commercial exploit that works reliably as part of a multifaceted attack. And the next thing you know, you have this in the wild being sold to maximize their profits to lots of criminals who are suddenly out there taking these things to our users, to our desktops, attacking them in ways that we haven't seen before. And, of course, the best example of that today is the Conficker worm, which has infected more than 10 million computers. One of the things about issues like cloud computing and, you know, the people often hang, OK, it's, it's, it's not secure for us. It's not it's not a safe environment for us. In your report and in your assessments, uh, uh, it's some, it, does it seem like sometimes people hang security concerns on things that may not? It's almost a perception rather than the actual reality. Absolutely. There's often a case where people see something new. They hear a risky story and they say that's too unsafe for our environment as opposed to taking much more of a productivity and risk approach, saying, 
let's understand the issues. If you're doing some non, you know, non-critical function, it might be perfectly fine to do with no additional risk. And of course, if you have got state secrets, it's probably not the best place for those. But oftentimes, we see kind of a knee-jerk, one-size reaction fits all. And that's one of the places that we really advocate in the report to take much more of a rational, risk-based approach and try to make sure that you don't get all those people with all these neat, new, nifty projects running away from security instead running to security. And if if there was one or two things that you could tell folks that would just dramatically improve their security framework, uh, one that I always tell folks is, you know, bring your security folks in early and often and just build it into the system from the start. Um, are there other tips that you can give folks? Yes. Uh, a second one that comes to mind is really focusing on the web and Web 2.0. In our analysis, we believe it is the weakest link. This is the place where the most attacks are coming, and our general infrastructure is the weakest in terms of protecting all those web browsers and all those web browser applications. So focusing on that is oftentimes very valuable. And probably another one that I would add, the third one, is the importance of monitoring. You can't drive risk to zero. Bad things are going to happen. Do you find it when it happens, or do you find it three or six months later when that news story hits the headline or your auditor tells you something bad's happened? So no matter how good your security is, focus on finding those things that you miss because this is not a 100% secure um, environment for anyone, and we have to make that assumption.